Hey, thank you for tuning into Lore Untold. My name is Lexi. I go by she, her pronouns. I'm Callison. I use they, them pronouns. And we're very excited to have you here. We are, are going to be talking a little bit today about mythology and folklore and TTRPGs as a form of modern folklore and mythology. Um, we're just very excited to get into it and to start covering things and being nerdy. <laughs> Allison. I am an archivist. I recently graduated with my degree. My undergraduate degree is in animation for mass art. Uh, I have a lot of experience with storytelling. I've always been a huge fan of myths and folklore, especially starting probably like third grade and then fourth grade. My first time on stage was as Persephone in my advanced reading class because uh, I definitely had ADHD and no one knew what to do with me. <laughs> reenacting this the story of uh, the kidnap of Persephone. I got into tabletop role-playing games a few years ago after starting to watch Critical Role, which I think is a common gateway into the tabletop game scene. Absolutely. And it's, it, is a good, it is a good thing when that happens because tabletop role-playing games are probably the most fun I've had with friends in my life. I love it. I love it a lot. I especially love stumping our non-library game master with library questions from our library group. How many questions can we ask him about books? Far more than he should have to answer. My name is Lexi. I also am a librarian. Uh, That's where Talison and I met was in library school. I just love stories of all kinds. So I grew up loving myths and folklore. I used to think I wanted to be an astronomer because I liked the mythology around constellations, but I did not. I do not like math. There's far too much physics and astronomy for my brain to hold. But I just really liked the stories about constellations. So now I have lots of star facts and nowhere to know nothing to do with them, which is a reality, I guess. Head empty star facts only. Head empty only star facts. I love stories of all kinds. I love TTRPGs. I got into playing. I don't know how many years ago and it's just a fun time to do collaborative storytelling with friends and I really like myth and I really like folklore and I like telling stories and TTRPGs are I don't know they fit nice nicely into myth and folklore in in lots of different ways and so that's a little bit about me. I have a background in religious studies so I will be bringing a bit of that uh, discussion and conversation to the table because that's what I have sort of experience studying academically. And yeah, that's a little bit about me, I guess. I don't know. We'll learn more about each other and I, maybe ourselves. Who knows? That's cheesy. As we do this podcast. Talison and I met in library school. We met in grad school. We were both... I came in in fall 2020, right during the pandemic. Yes, and I started in January 2020, right before the pandemic. <laughs> so a fun time doing grad school. In a our, our D&D group is definitely what kept me sane that school year absolutely yeah (laughs) yes i mean honestly it still keeps me sane same big same yeah the longest running D&D game i've had so far i can't believe we're still it's because we have a schedule the solution to a long running D&D game is a schedule it is uh in october our group will have been together two years which is wild that it's coming up that quickly um Mm -hmm. it's been what six months in game six seven months something like that yeah, we're, what are we, level seven now? Yeah, 
We just got a keep. We just got a keep. We have a home. We have no idea what it looks like. It's on. A, we know it's on a cliff, and it looks over the ocean. And we're gonna decorate it. We're gonna have a house decorating, a home decor episode, a home decor session. I'm so excited. So we're gonna be talking a little bit about uh, today, and also through the course of this podcast, about folklore and about mythology and about how TTRPGs, things like D&D and Monster of the Week and the endless number of TTRPGs that exist, about how they are and can be seen as a form of modern mythology and folklore. Uh, We're also going to be talking, because of the way that we are, the way we get excited about things, we're definitely going to be talking a bit about video games as well. We've got some really cool god content coming up related to video game and how those RPGs also interact with mythology and how video games and tabletop games interact with each other when it comes to that kind of stuff and the media that they're both then filtered through like TV shows and movies and how it's represented there. It's a lot of really cool a web of a web of really cool things and also how things like cosplay and fan fiction and other things that we're creating based on other things are also a form of mythology and folklore in the modern world. It's not just, mythology and folklore isn't just stories that were told a long time ago that we're still telling now. It's also new stories that we're telling and new stories that we're telling that have, I don't know, little facets of information in them from old stories that we're telling. So it's a really interesting web. Like you said, it's a really interesting web that is connected and related to one another that just isn't being talked about as much as I think it should, as much as we think it should. So even thinking about the things that people do before a session with their dice, with their play areas, rituals you might have with your dice, a lot of that kind of stuff is also folklore. And, you know, we want to look at how that relates to other things, past luck rituals, all that kind of stuff, all feeds in together and shapes how we play games today. Absolutely. And you might be thinking, I might be thinking, I used to think, that having these discussions about modern things, modern, nerdy, you know, very, it's happening right now things, and talking about them and giving them this sort of discussion is, I don't know, someone being extra or reading too much into something that doesn't need to be read into or making connections that aren't necessary. And it's not. This is a really valid form of research and discussion that is not unfounded no if you put even two humans in a room they'll create some kind of folklore absolutely because that's just it has to do with how you live your life how you live your day-to-day the routines and things we make and stories we tell to pass our time to explain the world around us put two people in a room they'll come out with something that's new folklore yeah we're making as a populace new myths and folklores all the time all the time I mean, think about creepypastas. Yeah. Or like current cryptids. If you think about mm-hmm. modern cryptids that exist that are not necessarily rooted in a really large depth of history, that's a very obvious one-to-one comparison, modern folklore or mythology. So yeah. it's interesting. It's not unfounded. We're excited to get into some very nerdy discussions and just info dump and gush about all sorts of <laughs> nerdy things, talking about what they are and where they came from and how they're used now and it should be really fun yes we are making a podcast because we hate writing i hate writing well i like creative writing but academic writing no thank you 
Thank you. I love research. I don't want to put it into words on a piece of paper, though. I will draw things for you, and I will talk about things with you. Mm -hmm. I don't want to write them. No. We had talked about a year ago now. Gosh, I feel old. About (laughs) working on a research paper project together where we would talk about the use of books and codexes in video games. Yes, which would still be fun to do something with. Yeah, I think there's going to be a mini-series, probably. I was going to say, it was a mini-series. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not as a paper, because I, my brain just goes static noise. <laughs> yeah, insert insert static noise, or number station. Yeah. Sometimes my brain goes to number station. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're really excited to do research and have it be in a discussion where the two of us are allowed to talk about it in a manner that are where we're learning things and exploring new things but also in a way that allows us discussion and engagement with a community of people as well in general our real rough plan for episodes is one of us is gonna be doing research and talking about a particular topic like a well-known god from a video game a lesser known god from a video game or things from mythology, things from folklore, things from TTRPGs, those habits and rituals we're doing. One of us is going to do research on it, and the other is going to get to learn a bunch of things while we're recording, which should be super fun. And then we're going to trade. It's going to be so fun. Yeah. We'll see what we know, what we don't know, what we thought we knew, but wasn't actually from that source. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And we're also really excited to, as a part of our research, do Uh, surveys and survey communities and survey people outside of ourselves to see how other people are using these things because that's a really important aspect of the discussion is not just our experience and history with them and information we gathered from research but also the things that other people are doing with them. Yes we do very much want to have guests come on and talk with us about their own mythology that they use in games, maybe a topic they know a lot about, especially in places that we might not be the experts. Lexi and I are both white, so we definitely want to make sure we have people who are experts in certain areas of folklore and mythology talk about those topics. Mm -hmm. So before we can really get into talking about TTRPGs and, and gaming and all these things as a form of myth and folklore, it's going to be really useful for us to have a definition defined for mythology and folklore. We all may have things that we think of when we think of mythology and folklore, but having a good working definition that may change throughout the show, but that is sort of something we're working with, something we have, before we can start really getting into the discussions is going to be useful for us. Our living document of ideas about folklore and mythology. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So myths are most often defined as a narrative or a tale that is accompanied by a belief. They don't always have to be a narrative or a tale. They could be something you're doing. But but usually it is associated with belief, with whether that is individual spirituality belief or religious practice, sort of up to the, the user. Both can be defined as myth. They exist in both the telling and in the doing. So in things that we tell and stories that we talk about with one another, but also in physical actions that we do with one another, still rooted in religion and spirituality in belief. They, again, might accompany a religious practice, but they don't have to. Sometimes it's just explaining the world around you. Yeah, explaining the world around you, but but in a way that, that ties with tangible reality and belief. 
which is what differenti- differentiates it pretty strongly from folklore. It, it is most often tied to a religion, but again, not always. just sort of depends. It exists in both the telling and the doing and is tied to religion, spirituality, belief. So folklore, on the other hand, as opposed to mythology, it's defined very similarly. And in many cases, there's a lot of significant overlap between the sort of main topics and ideas and like the things that we're defining as mythology or the things that we're defining as folklore. But it has a lot more variety. It's defined as things that are learned through oral tradition and through action, which the same is true about mythology, but it's not always something that is rooted in belief. It is something, and as is mythology, that are both rooted in community, but mythology is rooted in belief and spirituality, the practices that go with those, and folklore is not, but it's still rooted in community kind of a uh, rectangle square situation it's a rectangle square situation absolutely (laughs) all mythology is folklore but not all folklore is mythology things that are folklore that are maybe that you wouldn't think of as folklore because they can be things that include like uh, dancing or music or basket weaving basket weaving or creation of craft that is something that is passed cooking yeah something that is passed through oral tradition and it can be things like stories And those examples can be a form of mythology if it's associated with a religious practice, belief, etc. So it's that circle square situation. Circle square, rectangle square situation. And not everyone agrees on these definitions. And that's okay. Yeah. There are definitely researchers who have been studying this far longer than we have and would say that it's not a rectangle square situation. But... That's one of the best things about this. One of the most interesting things is that not everyone can agree on a hard and fast definition of myth, folklore, or, as I learned recently, religion. Yeah, there is not a generally accepted definition for religion by people who study it. So people who study religion and theologians and people who are members of a faith tradition in general, across the board, do not have an accepted definition for religion. Yes, you can find one in the Oxford Dictionary, it exists, but that is not seen as an accepted definition among the field of scholars. Now what that means is that there are things that some scholars, that some theologians would say, this this is a religion and this is not a religion, and other scholars might have different opinions about how to define what actually can be classified as religion, which is really interesting. Because when we say that yes. that myth is something that's rooted in, in belief and in religion, but we don't have a set agreed upon definition for religion, that to some degree uproots the rigidity in which myth is defined. Because if we're not defining religion equally across the board, it's not clear what things are religion and what things are not from a general overall consensus, then the definition of myth also gets to be mutable. Yes. And the same can then be said about folklore. Things are a lot more loosey-goosey than people would originally think so looking at all of these things on paper. They're very loosey-goosey. And even if you have very strong opinions that they are not loosey-goosey, just humor us. We, yeah, we challenge you to sit back and enjoy the discussion. Yeah, even if they are strong definitions, even if they are, to be able to take it and say, okay, but what if they weren't? It's a really exactly. interesting discussion to have. And that's not limited by the fact that someone may think we're reading too much into stuff. I don't know. Even if they're rigid, 
it's still an interesting discussion to have and it's worth having just for the sake of having it. Yeah. I just find it fascinating talking about getting real deep into and talking about and comparing things. I love it. In the process of talking about this and doing research for these episodes and talking about mythology and folklore and religious traditions and material and stories, we may be using, referencing, bringing up things that you as an individual find authoritative in your own belief, things that you believe in. And by bringing up these stories, these narratives, these traditions, we're not in any way trying to diminish your belief of that. We're not trying to say that what you believe is fantastical or magical or not real. That's not at all what we're doing if things are brought up, but rather by bringing up these materials, it's allowing us to see how people have continued to engage with similar material over a really long period of time and using them as examples to talk about how we're still telling the same stories that we've been telling for thousands of years. Yes. And by talking about this material, it's not trying to remove the God from them, remove the spirituality from them, but rather talk about how we as a people continue to tell the same tales. Oh yeah, especially when you get into things like the Great Flood was here long before the Bible, will be here long after the Bible. Just as, yeah. a, as, as an example, we're not picking up No, that's the Bible. a great example. There are, <laughs> there are dozens, maybe not dozens. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if it's dozens. Probably there dozens. Are, there are lots of different narratives for the flood that we have records of that were written before and at the same time, around the same time as these sort of like Old Testament biblical items that we have. Yeah. And they're just different tellings of flood narratives from all over the world. And it's super fascinating. And we're still telling things about that. We're still talking about that, both in religious communities and not. So both myth and folklore, sort of, as we mentioned, they exist in community. And some researchers see them as sort of serving social functions. So having having function having purpose and the ways in which we are um, communicating with each other socially which is very good and interesting and these shared social functions have a lot of correlations with the same things that ttrpgs do for us as people which is really interesting exactly when we're talking about like narratives specifically in folklore and mythology they allow us to share in a sense of culture with one another they allow us to have a sense of solidarity with one another as a people, usually in the sense of myth and folklore through history, but it doesn't always have to be. And if you think of in the case of things like TTRPGs, it maybe isn't always as related to a history. Both mythology and folklore and TTRPGs exist as a form of entertainment, which is really important yes. and a very, very clear crossover. Mythology and folklore and these stories that are being told when we're talking about folklore mythology in the sense of tales are for fun they have been historically for a form of entertainment and ttrpgs and gaming are the same thing as well they're also something that we do for fun mm -hmm. for enjoyment for us feeling a sense of community and connecting with with each other and with individual heritage and it's it's interesting yeah it's especially fun when you are explaining your group's antics to another person mm -hmm. 
who's not involved. It's such a fun oral history moment to explain that to someone else and how excited you get and the way that you tell these stories and the way that you like describe battles and things to other people. It's just the same as people would do when they came home from real battles and they would describe things to other people and what happened and the stories that they felt comfortable telling. Yeah, absolutely. And even things like actual plays also are a form of it's entertainment for that individual small group of people who are playing, but it is also long form broadcasted entertainment for other people as well, which when we talk about oral history has a lot of comparisons to the history of oral, oral history, which is just really interesting. It is. And so I hope that you can see how talking about TTRPGs and gaming and cosplay and fan fiction and all these other web of connected things as a form of mythology and folklore isn't crazy and it isn't unfounded it's like the second you start peeling back the the layers you're like oh my god it's all together exactly (laughs) (laughs) it's not a leap we're taking as to, to be able to have these discussions there's just not enough people talking about it and we'd like to talk about it more yeah there absolutely are researchers talking about it we're not in any way saying we're the first ones to do this? Absolutely We just not. want to make it a bigger discussion. We want to make it a bigger discussion. And so many of the discussions on this can be really hard to find unless you are actively looking for it or know what you're looking for. It yes. can be really challenging to sort of find discussion on this topic. It is either written in a form that is very, very hyper-academic, which there's nothing wrong with, but that isn't as much approachable to larger communities of people or it is in a way that is like reddit posts which are also sort of hard to find (laughs) yeah yes there's no one of the big things in research and in making collections and books accessible is the use of controlled vocabularies a certain set of words that are specific to that topic that are always going to be used for that topic there isn't one for the TTRPG community. There isn't one for video games. There isn't one for cosplay. But it is a little more difficult, takes a little bit more legwork to find these discussions and these really awesome papers that people have written in starting to discuss a lot of the things that we'll be talking about, which is why we want to put it in a more accessible format. Absolutely. And we're going to be sharing that research because we're both librarians and you got to cite your sources. So we're going to be sharing that information it's going to be available for what we use for each episode, for things that we're using yeah. sort of overarching across the, the podcast and the research we're doing. But we're going to be sharing them, and there's some really interesting reads, yeah. frankly. That way, if you're, if you're as excited as we are, you can go into your own deep dive. Yeah. Fall down a research rabbit hole. Uh, like we do every week. Yeah. Every other week. Not every week yet. So that's a little bit about what we're going to be talking about. So we get a basis for what the show is going to look like, what episodes are going to look like, as well as why we feel 2%, 5% qualified to have these discussions. <laughs> why they're not coming out of left field. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully you learned a little bit about us, too. Uh, we'll, obviously, you'll get to know us a little bit more in future episodes. Absolutely. And if you like what you hear, please listen to more episodes. 
We have more posted already, so go listen to them. Tell us what you think. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star rating or review on whatever podcast app you're listening to, because that matters a lot. Especially Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts is the It's silly, one. but it matters. And we would love so much if you did it. In addition to leaving a rating or review, one of the best things you can do to share podcasts is to tell a friend that you like our show. We'd love to include more people in the discussion, so please share the episodes with your friends. Absolutely. If you want to check out other things we are doing, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Lore Untold. We have a Patreon if you want to support us monetarily and help us pay for our website. <laughs> also found on Patreon under Lore Untold. And if you want to shoot us a story about your favorite moon deity or someone you'd like us to speak with about moon deities, you can contact us at loreuntold at gmail.com Allison, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me at Archival Raven on Twitter. And Lexi, where can we find you? You can find me on the internet at Loch Ness Lex. That's Loch Ness the Monster. Lex, L-E-X on Twitter and TikTok. We hope you had some fun today and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye!